hello friends now we are going to see chapter 8 directive principles of state policy in short dpsp from a book indian polity written by m lakshmikant whenever i'll say dpsp it means directive principles of state policy so let's start the directive principles of state policy are, are enumerated in part 4 of the constitution from articles 36 to 51 the framers of the constitution borrowed this idea from the irish constitution of 1937 which had copied it from the spanish constitution Dr B R Ambedkar described these principles as novel features of the Indian constitution the directive principles along with the fundamental rights contain the philosophy of the constitution and is the soul of the constitution Granville Austin has described the directive principles and the fundamental rights as the conscience of the constitution okay features of the directive principles the phrase directive principles of state policy denotes the ideas that the state should keep uh, that the state should keep in mind while formulating policies and enacting laws these are the constitutional instructions or recommendations to the state in legislative executive and administrative matters according to article 36 the term state in part 4 has the same meaning as in part 3 dealing with fundamental rights therefore it includes the legislative and executive organs of the central and state governments all local authorities and all other public authorities in the country the directive principles resemble the instrument of instructions enumerated in the government of india act of 1935 In the words of Dr B R Ambedkar the directive principles are like the instrument of instructions which uh, which were issued to the governor general and to the governors of the colonies of India by the British government under the government uh, government of India act 1935 what is called directive principles is uh, merely another name for the instrument of instructions the only difference is that they are instructions to the legislature and the executive the directive principles constitute a very comprehensive economic social and political program for a modern democratic state they aim at realizing the high ideals of justice liberty equality and fraternity as outlined in the preamble to the constitution they embody the concept of a welfare state and not that of a police state which existed during the colonial era in brief they seek to establish economic and social democracy in the country the directive principles are not justiciable in nature that is they are not legally enforceable by the courts for their violence therefore the government central state and local cannot be compelled to implement them nevertheless the constitution article 37 itself says that these principles are fundamental in the governance of the country and uh, it shall be the duty of the state to apply these principles in making laws 
The directive principles, though non-justiciable in nature, help the courts in examining and determining the constitutional validity of a law. The Supreme Court has ruled many a times that uh, in determining the constitutional in determining the constitutional uh, sorry in determining constitutionality of any law if a court finds that the law in uh, question seeks to give effect to a directive principle it may consider such law to be reasonable in relation to article 14 article 14 what says it says equality before law law and equal protection of person uh, equality before law and equal protection of law article 19 six freedoms and uh, thus uh, save such law from unconstitutionality classification of the directive principles the constitution does not contain uh, sorry cons constitution does not contain any classification of directive principles However, on the basis of their content and direction, they can be classified into three broad categories by the socialistic, Kantian, and liberal intellectual. First, socialistic principles. These principles reflect the ideology of socialism. They lay down the framework of a democratic socialist, uh, socialist state aimed at providing social and economic justice and set the path towards welfare state. They direct the state first. Uh, to promote the welfare of the people by securing a social order permeated by justice, social, economic and political and uh, to minimize inequalities in income status, uh, facilities and opportunities, Article 38. Uh, second, to secure first uh, the right to adequate, uh, adequate means of uh, livelihood for all citizens, be the equitable distribution of material resources of the community for the common good, C. Prevention of concentration of wealth and uh, means of production, D. Equal pay for equal work for men and women, E. Preservation of the health and strength of workers and children against forcible abuse, uh, F. Opportunities for healthy development of children, Article 39. Third, to promote uh, equal justice and to provide a free legal aid to the poor under Article 39A. Fourth, to secure the right to work, to education and to public assistance in cases of unemployment, old age, sickness and disablement, Article 41. Fifth, to make provision for just and, and human conditions for work and maternity relief, under Article 42, 6 to secure a living wage, a decent standard of life and social and cultural opportunities for all workers under Article 43, and 7 to take steps to uh, secure the participation of workers in the management of industries under Article 43. Uh, then A to raise. Um, I remember question has asked about uh, uh, question has uh, already asked uh, in exam on this article article 43 a which says that to take steps to secure the participation of workers in the management of industries then uh, article 47 to raise the level of nutrition and the standard of living of people and to improve public health then Gandhian principles these principles are based on Gandhian ideology and uh, uh, they represent they represent the program of uh, uh, reconstruction 
uh, enunciated by Gandhi during the national movement. In order to fulfill the dreams of Gandhi, some of his ideas were included as a directive principles that required the state uh, first to organize village panchayats and uh, endow the and endow them with necessary powers and uh, authority to enable them to function as a units of self government question has asked uh, on this uh, article uh, in exam they have asked you about article uh, 40 uh, related to which part okay so article 40 is related to village panchayat then article 43 cottage industries question asked on this article as well uh, article 43b cooperative societies in last episode i i i i, I told you about uh, this actually okay so already question has asked about it also this the, about this article so article 43 to promote voluntary formation autonomous functioning democratic control and professional management of cooperative societies article 43b uh, article 46 to promote the educational and economic interest of scs sts and other weaker sections of the society and to protect them from social injustice and uh, exploitation uh, article 47 to prohibit the consumption of intoxicating drinks and drugs which are injurious to health and uh, article 48 to prohibit the slaughter of cows cows uh, sorry cows and uh, other milk and drought cattle and to improve their breeds mm, uh, question has also asked on this article article 48 it prohibits the slaughter of cows, cow and other milk and drought cattle and to improve their breeds. So, remember article 38 to 48, mm, very important article or directive principles and other uh, other articles also in uh, DPSP, directive principles of uh, state policies. Okay, Then, liberal intellectual principles, <coughs> sorry. The principles included in this category uh, represent the ideology of liberalism. They direct the state first to secure for all citizens a uniform civil code throughout the country. Article 44, very important. Article 44 is related to uniform civil code and it is in part 4th of uh, DPSP, Directive Principles of State Policy okay then second to provide early childhood care and education for all children until they complete the age of six six years article 45 important to organize uh, agriculture and uh, animal husbandry on uh, modern and scientific lines uh, article 48 okay uh, then article 48 a question has also asked on this article article 48 article 48a okay then article 45 article 44 uh, to organize uh, agriculture and animal husbandry can modern and scientific lines article 48 and uh, article 48a says to protect and improve the environment and to safeguard forest and wildlife 
okay then uh, fifth uh, to protect uh, article 49 to protect uh, which which comes in under liberal intellectual principles okay so so article 49 to protect monuments places and objects of uh, artistic or historic interest which are declared to be of national importance article 50 to separate the judiciary from the executive in the public services of the state and uh, article 51 uh question has asked on this article also uh, i mean the relation of this article or the uh, what is about this article uh, to promote international peace and security and maintain just and honorable relations between nations to foster respect for international law and treaty obligations and to encourage settlement of international disputes by arbitration under article 51 it means article 51 is related to international relations or foreign affairs okay uh new directive principles the 42nd amendment act of 1976 added uh, four new directive principles to the original list they required the state um, under article 39 to secure opportunities for healthy development of children under article 39a uh, it requires the state to promote equal justice and to provide free legal aid to the poor article 43a requires the state to take steps to secure the participation of workers in the management of industry and article 48a requires the state to protect and improve the environment and to safeguard uh, forest and uh, wildlife okay uh, these four articles that is article 39 39a and 43a and 48a these included later by uh, uh, 42nd amendment act of 1976 okay the 44th amendment act of uh, 1978 added one more directive principle which requires the state to minimize inequalities in income status facilities and opportunities uh, under article 38 again the 86 amendment act of 2002 changed the subject matter of article 45 and made elementary education a fundamental right under article 21a and uh, we already learned it uh, the amended directive requires the state to provide early childhood care and education for all children until they complete the age of 6 years the 97th amendment act of 2011 added a new directive principle relating to cooperative societies under article 43p it requires the state to promote voluntary pro, uh, voluntary formation autonomous functioning democratic control and professional management of cooperative societies okay sanction behind directive principles sir b n rao the constitutional advisor to the constituent assembly recommended that the rights of an individual should be divided into two categories justiciable and non justiciable which was accepted by the drafting committee consequently the uh, fundamental rights which are justiciable in nature are incorporated in part 3 and the directive principles which are non justiciable in nature are incorporated in part 4 of the constitution 
though the directive principles are non justiciable uh, the constitution under article 37 make it clear that uh, these principles are fundamental in the governance of the country and it shall be the duty of the state to apply these uh, principles in making laws thus they impose a moral obligation on the state authorities for their application but the real force behind them is a political that is a public opinion as uh, observed by uh, Aladi Krishna Swami Iyer uh, he is also part of a, 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 a constitu uh, he is also one of the uh, uh, framer of our constitution um, so as what, what he observed that uh, no ministry responsible to the people can afford light-heartedly to ignore the provision in part 4 of the constitution. Similarly, Dr. B. R. Ambedkar said in the constituent assembly that a government which rests on a popular vote can hardly ignore the directive principles while shaping its policy. If any government ignores them, it will certainly have to answer for that before the electorate at the election time. The framers of the constitution made the directive principles non-justiciable and legally uh, non-enforceable because uh, first reason the country did not possess sufficient financial resources to implement them at that time okay when we got freedom and uh, second reason the presence of vast diversity and backwardness in the country would stand in the way of their implementation and third reason the newly born independent indian state with its many preoccupations might be crushed under the burden unless it was free to decide the order the time the time the place and the mode of fulfilling them the constitution makers therefore taking a pragmatic view refrained from giving teeth to these principles they believed more in an uh, in an uh, awakened uh, awakened um, public opinion rather than in court procedures as the ultimate sanction for the fulfill of uh, sorry for the fulfillment of these principles criticism of the dpsp okay so what critics said about this the directive principles of state policy have been criticized by some members of the constituent assembly as well as other constitutional and political experts on the following grounds first no legal force the directive principles have been criticized mainly because of their non-justiciable character means you cannot uh, directive principles are not forcible uh, not enforceable in how in court okay so while uh, Katie Shah dubbed them as a peers superfluities and uh, compare them with a check on a bank payable only when the resources of the bank permit uh, Nasiruddin contended that these principles are no better than the new year's resolution which are uh, uh, broken on the 2nd of uh, January. Even as uh, T.T. Krishnamachari uh, described the directives as a, a veritable dustbin of uh, sentiments, K.C. Vevare called them as a manifesto of aims and aspirations and opined that they serve as mere moral homily and uh, Sir Ayur uh, Jennings uh, thought they are only as a peers aspirations. Uh, second criticism illogically arranged critics opine that the directives are not arranged in a logical manner 
based on a consistent philosophy according to Ernst Srinivasan. The directives are neither properly classified nor logically arranged. The declaration mixes up relatively unimportant issues with the most vital economic and social questions. It combines rather incongruously the modern with the old and provisions suggested by the reason and science with provisions based purely on sentiment and prejudice. So, our uh, Jennings too pointed out that these uh, principles have no consistent philosophy. Third criticism, conservative. According to Serge Ivor Jennings, the directives are based on the political philosophy for the 19th century uh, England. He remarked that the ghost of uh, uh, Sidney Webb and um, Beatrice Webb stalk uh, through the pages of the text. Part fourth of the constitution expresses Fabian socialism without the socialism. He opined that the directives are deemed to be suitable in India in the middle of the 28th century. The question whether they are suitable for the 21st century cannot be answered, but it is quite probable that they will be entirely outmoded. Uh, fourth criticism, constitutional conflict. K. Santhanam has uh, pointed out that the directives lead to a uh, constitutional conflict A. Between the center and the state, B. Between the president and the prime minister, and C. Between the governor and the chief minister. According to him, the center can give directions to the states with regard to their implementation of these principles and in case of non-compliance can dismiss the state government. Similarly, when the prime minister gets a bill which violates the directive principles passed by the parliament, the president may reject the bill on the ground that these principles are fundamental to the governance of the country and hence the ministry has no right to ignore them. The same constitutional conflict may occur between the governor and the chief minister at the state level. Okay. Utility of directive principles. In spite of the above criticisms and shortcomings, the directive principles are not an unnecessary appendage to the constitution. The constitution itself declares that they are fundamental to the governance of the country. According to L.M. Singhvi, an eminent jurist and diplomat, the directives are the life-giving provisions of the constitution. They constitute the stuff of the constitution and its philosophy of social justice. M.C. Chagla, former Chief Justice of India, is of the opinion that if all these principles are fully carried out, our country would indeed be, be a heaven on earth. India would then be not only democracy in the political sense, but also welfare state looking after the welfare of its citizens. Dr. B.R. Ambedkar had pointed out that the directives have great value because they lay down that the goal of Indian polity is economic democracy as a distinguished from political democracy. Granville Austin opined that the directive principles are aimed at furthering the goals of the social revolution or to foster this revolution by establishing the conditions necessary for its achievement. Sir B. N. Rao, the constitutional advisor to the Constituent Assembly, stated that the directive principles are intended as a moral uh, precepts for the authorities of the state. They have at least an educative value. According to M. C. Settlewart, uh, the former Attorney General of uh, India, the directive principles, although <coughs> sorry, uh, although conferred no legal rights and uh, creates no legal remedies, are significant and useful in the following ways. 
uh, first they are like an instrument of instructions or general recommendations addressed to all authorities in the Indian unity. They remind them of the basic principles of the new social and economic order which the constitution aims at building. Second, they have served as useful backing lights to the courts. They have helped the courts in exercising their power of judicial review that is the power to determine the constitutional validity of a law. Third, they form the dominating background or dominating background to all state action, legislature or executive and also guide to the courts in some respects. Fourth, they amplify the preamble which is solemnly resolved uh, to secure to all citizens of India justice, liberty, equality and fraternity. The directives also play the following roles. First, they facilitate stability and continuity in domestic and foreign policies in political, economic and social spheres in spite of the changes of the party in power. Second, they are they are supplementary to the fundamental rights of the citizens. They are uh, uh, intended to fill in the vacuum in part third by providing for social and economic rights. There, uh, and third, their uh, implementation creates a favorable atmosphere for the full and proper enjoyment of the fundamental rights by the citizens. Uh, political democracy without economic democracy has no meaning. Fourth, the enable. Oh, sorry, they enable the opposition to exercise influence and control over the operations of the government. The opposition can blame the ruling party on the ground that its activities are opposed to the directives. Uh, fifth, they serve as a crucial test for the performance of the government. The people can examine the policies and programs of the government in the light of these constitutional declarations. Sixth, they serve as common political manifesto. A ruling party, irrespective of its political ideology, has to recognize the fact that these principles are intended to be its guide, philosopher and friend in its legislative and executive acts. So... rest of the part we will see in next episode